My brother says hi. Hello! Hello! Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate-gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. And I'm your other host, Mary. And each week we discuss an episode of Stargate beginning with Stargate SG-1. Hello! Hello! How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I was a little under the weather yesterday, but it seems to be mostly okay. Yeah, tummy problems, but that's okay. Yeah, Yeah, been there. That's no fun. Yeah. When I told you I was going to take a nap, I ended up sleeping for like five hours. So. I noticed that you were suddenly like not in the message group anymore, even <laughs> though I was actively messaging you specifically. I'm like, she must be getting a good sleep. That's good for her. I even had set an alarm because I knew we had like tentative plans to hang out. Right. Which is why I was surprised that I wasn't hearing back from you because I'm like, I hope she gets this message before she leaves that none of us are up for this. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just slept right through it and continued on sleeping. Excellent. Woke up for like three hours and then went back to sleep. <laughs> well, that's fair because the plans got postponed anyway because yeah. just nobody was up for it yesterday. Yeah. For various reasons. Yeah. How yeah. are you doing? I'm okay. I am mostly fine. I'm just a little bit stressed because I don't remember if I told you this story or not. Oh, I told you this story when I saw you on Monday, Tuesday, whenever day that was that I saw you, that I ended up getting roped into having to substitute the first chair in my section Yes, at the next rehearsal, which is on Monday for the orchestra that I'm in. And I am definitely not good enough to be in the first chair. So I'm stressing out. And that, I mean, I don't practice enough, but finding out that I'll be sitting first chair has for sure gotten me to practice way more these last few days. And I just don't feel ready for that. Aww. So, a little stressful to have to lead my section when I don't feel like I can actually play some of the parts all that well. Sure, sure. But you are, I think you're going to do great. Aw, thank you. Yeah. Most of it I can play fine, but there's just some sections where I get completely lost because they're very fast and complicated. <laughs> and it helps me to have the people in front of me that I can watch. And this time it's going to be the people behind me watching me. So, yeah. Uh, it's nerve yeah for sure yeah and why why it's me i don't really know (laughs) there are so many other people other than me from the back row who you're suddenly having come up to the front and whatever it's fine you've been chosen there are for sure worse problems i have been chosen (laughs) not by the claw yes but by the first chair for whatever reason <laughs> she's like you why don't you come and sub for me next week when i'm not here i'm like uh okay <laughs> you sure sure all right but but are you sure though because i don't mind not subbing for you no you'll be no it'll be fine just come come sit here all right <laughs> yay yeah i think it's gonna that's be my great. fun story yeah anyway i was practicing right before we started recording which is why ah Are you doing more after this, too? I know it sounded like you have a busy uh, day. I do have a busy day. I'm taking my niece and nephew to the Science Center after this because the CT Science Center has a traveling exhibit kind of thing that's got a bunch of live animals, and they don't normally have live animals there. I like to instill the nerdiness in children whenever possible, so I definitely take them to the Science Center a lot, especially when there is a really cool temporary exhibit, as there is currently. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to see my friends Kathy and Colin tonight. What? Yeah. Who knew? And it'll be great. 
Yeah. And I'm excited for that. And then tomorrow I've gotten, I didn't get roped into it. I volunteered to host Easter because <laughs> we're recording this the day before Easter. And the person that was supposed to be cooking for us has enterovirus or had it earlier this week. And I'm like, you're probably still contagious though. And, you know, let's just not take any chances. <laughs> and she's like, nah, but I'll wear a mask and gloves. I'm like, well, wearing a mask won't really help a whole lot with enterovirus. And if there's any question of whether or not you can spread enterovirus, maybe just don't cook. <laughs> can we at least compromise on... Not canceling or postponing, but I guess I will cook. I'll offer to cook. <laughs> so so that just adds to the busyness, but it's fine. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Are you coming to our house? I might just stay home. Boo. Bum. You know. Boo. Boo. I had plans, everyone, but they were canceled yeah. and Shitty. postponed. And I think she should come here but with her brother who may or may not be a Jaffa. Sorry, I'll stop talking over you. Please continue. Well, he, I, I'm pretty sure he's a hard no, so... I figured. It's okay. It's just annoying. And grumbling. Quite. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that my sister would do, and it would drive me crazy, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yep. Family's great. Everything's yeah. fine. In fact, she recently did that. We had plans for her to come over with the kids this coming week. And she's like, I'm going to go do this other thing instead. But you can come with us. I'm like, no, I can't because I'm technically working. So I need to be here to field emails. And I've got a meeting in the <laughs> afternoon. And I was like, you guys could play Mario Kart while I'm in my meeting. But I can't go to a zoo with you and take my meeting at the zoo. Because <laughs> it might be a little obvious that I'm skipping out at work if I am calling in on my Zoom call from a zoo. <laughs> but whatever. A zoo Family. call. Good times. <laughs> a zoom call. Yes. <laughs> Fabulous. I love it. Um, zoom calls would have been really helpful in this episode for a certain person. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> if Jack had access to Zoom, that would have been super helpful. That's I true. Guess Daniel showing up from the ether is as close as he's going to get, though. <laughs> yes, it's true. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> this is Stargate SG-1 Season 6, Episode 6, Abyss, which right before this, I learned they filmed before Frozen. Really? Yes. Weird. Yeah. So they really didn't know what was going on or why Jack was in this situation. <laughs> the actors. Yeah. Yeah. That's very strange yeah <laughs> was it based on i mean yeah spoiler like we already mentioned last time that daniel jackson is going to be on it was it based on his schedule and availability i'm not sure or because it why would they do that also so because they also said so i started listening but i didn't finish listening to the dvd yeah. commentary of this episode oh, okay and i don't know about the reason they switched around like the scheduling you know the episode yeah. uh Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> I'm not sure why they filming switched around the schedule? order yeah, of the filming, uh -huh. but for this particular one, they said they only had Richard Dean Anderson for four days because he had a rafting trip. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, good for him. Goes and gets some surgery and then goes on a rafting sure. trip. I guess he was feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't need your knee a whole lot for rafting, but like you need to contort it in various ways to get in your raft yeah all right oh the episode starts with a recap so i guess i'll go ahead and do that because it is scenes from frozen which they hadn't recorded yet but <laughs> whatever they obviously made it work jack has a fever so did mary 
Jack's virus acts like meningitis. Thankfully, Mary's virus did not. There's a Tok'ra that needs a home so it can not die. Come with me if you want to not die. And also share important information. Exit O'Neill in his E.T.-like isolation box. E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. Woo. Woo. I drank a protein shake right before this. Probably I should drink more water so I will be less gross. Meh. I drink coffee and now I'm drinking Diet Coke because I am that monster. I do not have Diet Coke. I don't keep Diet Coke in the house anymore because I will only drink it instead of water. When I went to Costco last time, I didn't see the Pellegrino at first, so I put a big case of Diet Coke in my thing, and then I found the Pellegrino, and instead of taking the Diet Coke out, I just got both. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. I've got coffee and water this morning and the protein shake that I just drank because I need to get more protein. And I've been doing a bad job of getting more protein, as my doctor told me I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Protein's important. It is. We're on a planet at night. There's some Jaffa chasing two people, a guy and a woman that he's kind of pulling along. It was pretty clear almost immediately that this is supposed to be Jack, but it didn't look like Jack. And I was vindicated when I was listening to the commentary that this is, in fact, Dan Shea doing this running in this scene. That makes sense because I was like, this has got to be Jack, but how is he running this close to yeah. having had a knee surgery of any just, type? Like, the build was off. I'm like, I know this yeah. isn't him. Anyway, it's supposed to be a surprise at the end of the scene, but it's not a surprise. Yeah, there- it's, yeah <laughs> it's not. <laughs> He's dragging this woman along to the Stargate. Unfortunately, she falls behind and he then tells her to hide until the Stargate is activated. He runs over to dial the gate he starts dialing but unfortunately he's shot by some Jaffa and he lands on the ground and when he lands on the ground he is in fact Richard Dean Anderson or (laughs) when when he's on the ground he's finally Richard Dean Anderson and he also loses his hagfish at this point it like just leaves him there which is fun Right? I was wondering what the hell was up with this, because obviously the hagfish is going to die, and he's leaving Jack to die, essentially, because Jack has just been severely wounded. I'm guessing the only thing that it was trying to do was keep from being captured? Yeah, trying to protect Tok'ra secrets. Yeah, that would be my only guess. That's the only thing that kind of makes sense. But, you know, they did this whole implantation because that hagfish needed to reveal what it had found out. Did it ever get the chance to do that? I don't think it did. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot we don't know. Yeah. About Jack's hagfish time, which was short-lived and now over. Right. But also, shouldn't Jack have memories of the hagfish being in its head? Which, yeah, it kind of comes up later. But the hagfish just leaving doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because it did leave some memories behind. Yeah. Important ones. Yes. But... Yeah, he does. Jack's laying there, not conscious, on the ground at the end of the scene. And credits. And then there's credits. Yeah. Woo. It took me forever to realize that this was a sarcophagus that they kept showing Jack waking oh, up in. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, way longer than it should have, I think. <laughs> Do you mean just in the credits or throughout this episode? I Both. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack wakes up in a sarcophagus. And there's some voice that says, the host lives, my lord. And then we're in the SGC, and there's all kinds of alarms, the usual alarms when there's an incoming 
off-world activation, unscheduled, whatever it is that they're saying these days. Walter tells Hammond that it is the Tok'ra, and Hammond is pissed and says it's about damn time. Goes down to the gate room, and Thorin, who's the same Tok'ra that was in the previous episode where Jack got his hagfish, or where they were trying to convince Jack to take his hagfish anyway, comes through, and he's got some bad news because... Hammond, who's angry at their failure to fulfill their promise to return Colonel O'Neill several days ago, Thorin has bad news, saying uh, just that he's got bad news so far, actually. (laughs) (laughs) We learn, though, next, when they're gathered in the conference room, that Jack slash his hagfish are missing. That's bad. They just left the base with no word. The team and Hammond are understandably upset about this. <laughs> yes. Thorin's like, it's not our fault. Don't blame us. <laughs> Which I just <laughs> thought was really funny. <laughs> yes. They have a little bit of back and forth about this. About implanting Jack and, you know, right. who's to blame and why we did it and blah, blah, blah. Let's not bicker and argue about who killed who. It's basically demonstrating that the Tok'ra and Human Alliance is more fraught than it's ever been. Very, very fragile. Thorin puts out that maybe O'Neill was so repulsed by blending that <laughs> he's now behaving irrationally. And Dr. Fraser's like, no, no, I know one thing, and that's that humans can't take control of a body that a hagfish is inhabiting. Sam concurs. So they conclude that the symbiote must have made them both just disappear. Thorin's upset about this. Thorin says that Kanan's been alive longer than any of you, and he's been fighting the gold all that time. And Kanan was like a brother to me, so, you know, kind of trust me on this. He wouldn't do something crazy. (laughs) He also tells them that... The Tok'ra Council has decided that Kanan the symbiote is already lost to them. And Hammond's like, we don't leave our people behind. That will become important later. Yes. Indeed. Did you notice? Well, you probably, well, maybe you noticed. I don't know. I noticed that Sam's lipstick was fun. It looked like it was kind of a shimmery bronze. It was very nice. I did notice that yeah. when she was smiling. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Especially because the scene ended with her smiling and I was like, yeah. ooh, it's shimmery. Yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next, we're in Bal's fortress. Jack is led into some room by a couple Jaffa. The gravity in this ship was very weird and interesting. He gets sucked against this metallic spiderweb-looking thing against the wall. There's no restraints actually holding them there. He's just stuck to it. Then Bal comes in, and they have a bit of a chat. They each want to know who the other is. And Ball's like, you claim you don't know me, but I know that that's not true. And Jack's like, well, you know, I had a hagfish in my head. That is true, but it's gone now. And I was very sick and unconscious. So I don't have its memories. So Ball introduces himself. <laughs> and Jack's like, as in Bachi? Ball? Balls, 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 threatens him with pain for his impudence. Jack, as always, plays much more dumb than he is and asks what impudence means. Ball asks who Jack is, and he, of course, answers that it is Jack O'Neill, two L's. 
But no, that's not what Ball means. He wants to know about the Tok'ra, who he is now as a Tok'ra. And Jack says, I'm not a Tok'ra. Tok'ra's gone. Have no memories of that Tok'ra. Was sick. No information for you. His cheeks, I don't know if it was just my TV, but it looked like his cheeks were glowing kind of pinkish, and I was trying to figure out why. It might have just been my TV, though, or... Jack's? I don't know. Yeah. Do you think it makes a difference to know that he was laying on the ground in this scene? Richard Dean Anderson? Oh, really? Well, that makes sense. <laughs> that... But I don't know why. I don't know like, why his, peaks, his... his cheeks. Yeah, are... yeah. <laughs> it does. It does explain why his features seemed kind of off. So that does make a difference because, like, what? There's something off about his appearance. That would do it. They also didn't act at each other. They filmed Richard Dean Anderson scenes before. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Wow, that's weird. Yep. <laughs> so weird. Interesting. But I guess it kind of makes sense if he's laying on the ground, but they're supposed to be like across the room from each other. Yeah. They talked about too. Sorry, they, uh, they talked yeah. about too. No, it's interesting. They had to film all of Richard Dean Anderson scenes, particularly later, three times mm-hmm. each to get all the perspectives that they needed. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, because perspective changes around a lot. Yeah, in this episode, as gravity changes, it's weird. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. but weird. Ball picks up a knife and he lets go of it, and it just flies at Jack and hits him in the shoulder. Jack is not very happy about that, of course. <laughs> Ball wants to know why Jack abducted his slave. Jack says he has no idea what Ball is talking about, but his shoulder is really hurting a lot. And so he's kind of wishing he had died when the Tok'ra put the snake in his head to save him instead. I was like, yikes, that's bad. Yeah. yeah. Ball tells him that that's a wish easily granted. And he keeps just putting knives in Jack. Which is fun. <laughs> and by fun, I mean not fun. Yeah. <laughs> Ball still just keeps questioning him about what happened to the slave, what happened to the female, blah, blah, blah. I noticed at one part, the knives are pretty much right in his lungs. So Jack really shouldn't be able to speak right now. <laughs> but he is. And then that's pretty much the end of that scene. Ball continuing to menace Jack with knives. It was a rough scene. Like, it really was. It just, It's just really up close and personal torture in a way we don't usually get to see in this show right <laughs> yeah and it's a bit of a shock coming from a pretty lighthearted episode last week to yeah suddenly be dropped into this <laughs> back in the sgc they're all still conferencing they're talking about kaden's last mission which he was hiding aboard zapakna's mothership or a mothership in zapakna's fleet and he got out of there by escaping during a battle with Lord Yu. They're trying to figure out, I guess, where Kanan is, where he would have gone. Yeah, so they're talking about previous missions. Jonas asks if there's any unfinished business Kanan might had. Thorin's like, nope, the mission was complete. Not to interrupt, but Jonas specifically said, are there any tasks left undone? And I totally heard taxes left undone. And I was like... <laughs> Tokra have taxes. <laughs> <laughs> it took a minute. <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? The Tokra tax, yeah. 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 Anyway, continue. <laughs> Thorin indicates some spots on a map where Caden had previous missions. The Tokra are going to look into whether or not he might have returned there, but it may take quite a while, months maybe. To hear anything about this. Sam looks really pissed at this. That's inconvenient. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Understandably. 
The team asks Thorin then for Kanan's mission reports. And Thorin's like, that's not relevant. <laughs> Which, okay. <laughs> and they're like, no, but maybe it is relevant because we want to save O'Neill. And Thorin's like, that's not possible. Too bad. But the team's not having that. So weird. It really was. The Tok'ra, I don't understand them. No. And they're being, I don't know. I Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. They're being very standoffish and not wanting to really share information at a time where it seems like they really should be sharing information since, yeah, I know that the Tok'ra Keenan saved Jack, but like Jack made a huge sacrifice to allow himself to become a host yeah. though, at the same time. So, I mean, yes, he benefited by not dying, but like had to basically go against his morals because he thought he was helping them get vital information. Yeah. And then the Toker are just being like, well, no, we're still not going to help you find yeah. him anyway, though. He's dead. Kanan's dead. Just deal with it. Yep. Yeah. Deal with it. We're on. not going to like share any information with you either because we have never trusted you and never will. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. Back on Ball's fortress ship whatever this is there's some guards leading jack down a hallway and they shove him into a room and hit a button and now all of a sudden the gravity is on the wall farthest away from the entrance that he just came in so it's weird he slides down the floor or what was the floor and now is standing on the wall i don't know if i described that well at all but i i, I can picture it but i also you know watch the episode but you've also seen the episode <laughs> anyway now he has to look up to look at the doorway that he just walked in, and so the Jaffa are sideways to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Anyway, they leave. There are people screaming in the distance, so apparently there are other people getting tortured here as well. And then some lady is sitting at the opening and asks if it is him, and then she disappears, and Daniel is suddenly there. Wearing a sweater that was a bit reminiscent of the Knives Out sweater. I was thinking about, I was like, is this chunky sweater the similar to Chris Evans' sweater? Up your ass. Oh, very nice. Matter of fact, eat shit. It, was, it didn't have the, the you know, the Irish braids. Yeah, but it's but still. The Irish braided yeah. appearance. But it still reminded me of the chunky sweater from Knives Out. So this is the look that Ascended Daniel decides to go with. Uh, yeah, because he's not wearing actual clothes. He's just like, you know what? I'm going to put on a fake sweater today on my fake body. Do you think this was Michael Shanks' sweater and he just wore his street clothes? I hope so. <laughs> I like that headcanon. <laughs> I think that's pretty great. <laughs> he's not really part of the show anymore, so he's just going to wear whatever yeah. the hell he wants on the rare occasion that he's making an appearance now. I wonder if he like maybe even refused makeup. It looked like he probably had gone through makeup, though, because you know, he didn't look particularly different or splotchy but that's really funny i hope it was his shirt <laughs> daniel says to jack look at the mess you've gotten yourself into they have a weird awkward conversation of it being good to see each other but jack's like yeah well you're a delusion anyway so it would be good to see you if you were really here but clearly you're not daniel tries to assure him that he is there to prove that daniel is not there jack throws one of his shoes at him who throws a shoe? Honestly. I noticed that he has the same shoes that Greffrey does. Ah, nice. And I thought it was funny. <laughs> Daniel says that his consciousness is there, but you remember his body died, so he's not there physically. Jack is still skeptical. They continue to go back and forth about this for a while. They eventually move on, and Daniel says that he's energy now, and it's working out 
very, very well for him. I wish that he would elaborate on that. I kind of <laughs> wanted to know a little bit more about what's so great about what he's up to. Yeah. And also what he's up to. But we don't get any of that. And we learn that Jack has now been brought back from the dead a couple times after torture. And so that's terrible. Jack asks Daniel to break him out of there because Daniel's all powerful now. And Daniel says that he can't because really he can, but he can't because he's not allowed to interfere. So he can't, but he could, but he won't. And they go back and forth with that quite a bit. Jack finally elaborates a little bit more about what happened to him after he got the implantation. He said it's a word that he can't believe he ever would use, and it's not a thing he ever intends to use again or do again. But he says basically he got the implantation, and the next thing he knew, he was waking up in Ball's torture chamber. And that's about it. He does remember something about Ball's slaves, but nothing clear, just a visual of some person that he doesn't think he's ever actually met in person before. And then Daniel goes on this little bit of a monologue about how nobody knows he's there, and even if they did, they'd never be able to rescue him. So Ball's just going to keep on forever torturing Jack to death and reviving him just on and on forever. Until you're not worth reviving anymore. I'm like, is this supposed to be some kind of pep talk, Daniel? Because everything you're saying is just terrible. What are you even doing here? I guess he's just supposed to be kind of like thinking out loud about what to do, I guess, is the point of that horrible monologue slash very bad pep talk. But the scene ends with Daniel saying that he can't stop Ball from torturing Jack, but maybe he can help Jack ascend. Yeah, maybe fun. Yeah. Maybe he was trying to help soften Jack up to the idea like eternal torture or ascension. <gasps> I guess. <laughs> but he should know better than to think that Jack would want that. Right. I mean, he is meeting a Jack who also never wanted a hagfish, but here we are. True. Very true. <laughs> when faced with death versus something, he's like, yeah. "No, I'll never do that. Actually, give it to me." Yeah. Well, he was willing to die rather than be implanted, though. He said over my dead body, literally, and it was only the fact that there was information to be gained that would help <laughs> that convinced him to take the hagfish. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. In the SGC, Thorin's trying to leave, <laughs> but Teal'c is not letting that happen. Hammond comes to see them all and Thorin is upset that his underlings will not allow him to leave (laughs) and Hammond's like yeah I told them they couldn't let you leave then Thorin accuses Teal'c of threatening his life but Teal'c's like no I would hurt you if you tried to leave (laughs) not the same thing no Thorin assumes then he's a prisoner Hammond's like I'd like you to say you're a guest actually he's our hostage I like to think of myself more as a guestage. And Sam adds that he can leave as soon as they get those mission reports. Just don't forget to put the cover sheets on them. Yes, you need those cover sheets. (laughs) Thorin's having a real case of the Mondays here, though. (laughs) When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? No. No, man. Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. 
they're not letting him do anything and he's grumpy about it because he wants to leave to go get those reports which ha 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 yeah right (laughs) right yeah Hammond basically is like, well, you're free to stay here until you change your mind about getting us those reports. Thorin says that their peaceful relations are threatened by this. And Hammond's like, well, I already don't like our relations, so who cares? Thorin then exceeds and decides he's going to send a request through the Stargate without leaving himself. And I was thinking at this time that their relationship has all been downhill since Martooth died. Right? They just don't have the sparkly teeth to unite both sides. No. And even Jacob Carter cannot bridge this gap, I think. Yeah, because Jacob seems to more frequently side with the Tok'ra than the Earth people, which is a little surprising when he is involved. He's not even in this episode. Yeah, you just need need dazzling teeth to convince anybody of anything on either side. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then tragically, tragically, the teeth are lost. They are. Mm. They should have taken the teeth out before. (laughs) (laughs) Implanted them in someone else. Implanted in someone else. Yeah. (laughs) That's creepy and gross, but. Quite. But so is having a hagfish. So Yes, but I'm pretty sure that people have used other people's teeth as dentures in the past. So. Yeah. Well, that's disgusting. I know they used to use animal teeth. Which is also gross, but... Yeah, I think I had heard that they use the... In the U.S., Prisoner they use teeth? the teeth of slaves as yeah. well. Oh, slaves. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. Haven't looked too too closely into that because that's fucking disgusting and horrifying. Yeah, it but is disgusting. In Europe, I think they might have used prisoners. Animal teeth is disgusting too, but... Yeah, everything yeah. is just terrible <laughs> about this. You're welcome, everyone. Hooray for polymers. I mean, like, generally polymers are destroying the planet, but at least we don't have to put other human teeth in our faces if we lose our teeth yeah 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 we could use ceramic though ceramic works well. yeah ceramic implants anyway <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything <laughs> back in jack's cell jack and daniel are continuing to talk about how daniel can be jack's oma and help him descend and that just keeps making me think of jack's grandmother who everyone calls oma because <laughs> they're german family apparently ascension doesn't make you all-knowing it just makes you be able to do things but then you're not allowed to do anything so i was like what is even the point of ascending if you're not all-knowing you can explore stuff and you can do anything but then you're not actually just allowed to use any of your powers i mean i guess you're not dead so there's the benefit of not technically being dead but i feel like we were oversold on what it means to be ascended (laughs) and that now the reality seems to be way less cool Daniel tries to convince Jack that he needs to release his burden. Jack's like, you're talking about Oma. And Daniel's like, no, Oma would say something about the same line yet again. If you know the candle is fire, then the meal was cooked a long time ago. Still waiting to find out what that means, though. Yeah. I don't think we ever will. So Jack's like, great. Though a candle burns in my house, there's nobody home. How's that? (laughs) They continue to go back and forth about ascending. And it is just as boring as it was when Oma and Daniel were going back and forth about how to ascend. (laughs) Jack tries to change the subject and asks Daniel to go and do some scouting for him or get him a zat gun or anything. And Daniel just keeps saying, nope, can't do any of that. Nope, nope, can't do any of that. And then Daniel realizes that the Jaffa are coming. So he goes and goes wherever i don't know he disappears but promises jack he'll be back when the jaffa arrive they hit the button on the wall again that shifted gravity back to the regular floor and so jack who had like been hiding up against the wall 
which is now the ceiling, falls to the floor, you'd think he'd have seen that coming and <laughs> would have aligned himself on the proper wall, but he didn't. So he lands hard on the floor, having just fallen from the ceiling. Yeah. He does learn, though, because in future times, this yes. does not happen. <laughs> True. But I also noticed that in future times, he puts himself like a few inches from what will eventually be the floor again. And I'm like, why not just put your feet right on it? And you don't get to slide. Or even just like stand up against the floor so that you'll be laying down when they shift it. Mm. But uh, he didn't do that. <laughs> the Jaffa come in and carry him out. And that is that scene. And the SGC, SG three quarters, is still trying to figure out where Kanan slash Jack might have gone. Jonas thinks this must have been a personal reason since the Tok'ra said all of his missions were a success, so he'd had no reason to go back. Therefore, Kanan had to have some sort of personal reason to risk his life like this. And they think about it a bit. That's it for that scene. (laughs) Would you like to continue? Maybe you can take over the boring back and forth for a while. Although now we're with Ball instead of Jack. I know. And do Daniel, you get to so do some torture? Yeah. yeah. Instead of knives, Ball has some liquid in a bottle. He squeezes them out and they drip into Jack. Horizontally. Horizontally, yeah. And they burn him. Apparently, it just goes on and on. It's going to yeah. soak through his flesh and burn into his blood and spread and just, I don't know, set his whole insides on fire, basically. Awesome. Yeah. Ball still wants to know why he's there. Jack says that he's human and that his symbiote used him. And Jack does not know why and he doesn't care. (laughs) Ball then asks what the symbiote's name was. Jack says he doesn't remember. Ball continues to question him about this. (laughs) And he eventually is going to go squeeze more of this stuff at him. And Jack actually, like, begs him not to. Like, don't. These bottles look more like oil and vinegar <laughs> bottles like you'd get in a restaurant. And I was like, you're just trying to make a salad out of yeah. Jack. That's all. He's not trying to torture him. He just yeah, wants, yeah. To, wants to douse him in salad dressing. <laughs> Ball is complaining about how terrible the Tok'ra are. <laughs> As he gets ready to put more of this oil and vinegar on <laughs> on Jack. Jack's not really disagreeing at this point either. Yeah. When Jack pops out a name, he's like, Kaden. So Ball then puts down the oil, we'll say, and picks up the vinegar. <laughs> well, it technically should be the other way around if you want to be pedantic about it, because vinegar is an acid. I'm not a pedant, so. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave Fair. that to you and Jeff. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we enjoy it. That's how our marriage works. We pedant together at other people and then also against each other. <laughs> Jack's feeling upset because he just gave him that information and Ball seems to be wanting to squeeze more liquid on him. And he does. And surprise, though, it actually makes him feel better. Yeah. It's neutralizing the acid and numbing the pain, says Ball. So he's rewarding the truth. Damn it, I'm still stuck with the Jack and Daniel <laughs> Back in Jack's cell. <laughs> that woman from before is back asking if it's you. Jack 
doesn't really seem to know what she's talking about. She says he shouldn't have come back. Jack says he doesn't remember. And then she's gone and Daniel's back. Yay. (laughs) Daniel's like, who the hell are you talking to? And Jack says the woman, but there is no woman anymore. Back and forth a while, some more about ascending. And Jack just still doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want to go through the pain again, though. He is done and Daniel has the power to stop it. Not through ascension, but just helping him to get out of there, helping him to escape. Daniel keeps saying that he can't and says the hardest part of being what he is is that he has the power to change things, but he can't change things, even when he knows that he should change things. They both agree that Ball's just going to keep doing this indefinitely, but obviously they continue to disagree about how the situation should be handled. Jack is trying to be at least a little hopeful because he does have faith in Sam and Teal'c to think of something. And he tells Daniel that things are working out pretty well. Jonas, he's a smart guy. You know, Jonas, you met Jonas, Daniel, right? He's smart. He'll figure out something. And Daniel's like, "Mm, no, but maybe ascend. Basically, Jack is just like, if you don't have anything else to say and you're not actually going to be helpful, then please get the hell out of here. (laughs) That's pretty much it. They just keep going back and forth, back and forth about how... Yes, they both agree that Ball is going to just keep torturing and killing Jack, but Jack doesn't want to ascend. Jack wants Daniel to rescue him, and Daniel keeps claiming he can't rescue Jack, but instead tries to convince Jack that Jack needs to ascend. Yeah. And then the (laughs) Jaffa come back. (laughs) And that's it. Yeah. And the SGC, the team is still thinking about things, (laughs) trying to figure out where Jack might be. Sam then has a moment. She's like, look. She goes to a computer and shows them Kanan's mission to a Ball's fortress. This fortress that Ball has was hidden from all of the other system lords, so he's got a little secret. I'm sure the other ones do too, but yeah. So I guess they've gotten the mission reports is what we're looking at. And that this finally this fortress was apparently a place where they were testing weapons and gravity field generators hmm that explains some things maybe uh yeah maybe this is the place kanan was able to map out the whole place sam then points out that kanan had used ball's slave to get a lot of this information They come around to the idea, because this slave was a lady slave, that maybe Kanan had a little affair with her. Oh. And she gave all this information. Yeah. And then maybe Kanan actually had feelings about this woman, but he left because that his mission was over and he's a Tok'ra. But Jonas points out that maybe... uh, because this decision to do something about it, go find this woman again, came after blending with Colonel O'Neill, who never leaves someone behind. Uh, what? Yeah. So they think they know where Jack is. Yeah. Yeah. They do think that. Yeah. Back in Ball's place, Jack is talking to that lady again. She's all up in his face. It's weird to be talking to somebody that close. She's like an inch away from his face. Yeah. Telling him he looks different. How can you be Keenan? Jack says he's not Keenan. And the lady says that she can't leave with him because he will know. 
then it finally becomes a little apparent that Jack does actually have more memories than he is saying that he does because Jack says he used both of us. So if he knows that she was being used in some way, then he must be remembering mm. something. Is my logic or my right? That makes is sense. Is what I took that to mean. Yeah. But then she's gone and Ball is there and he's talking to Ball now. And Ball said he did use both of us. They continue to go back and forth about how Jack doesn't remember anything besides Kanan's name. Doesn't know what his mission was. Doesn't know what he wanted with the lady who we're at this point starting to realize that the woman he's been talking to is the slave that Ball keeps referring to. Ball says he's starting to believe Jack, that Jack's just a victim of the Tok'ra, as he himself (laughs) is. (laughs) Yes, poor, poor Ball. Yeah, poor Ball. Poor Ball. But he still wants to know why Kanan took over his body when supposedly the Tok'ra don't take over people's body. What was the point of that? There's got to be more answers. They've got to be in Jack's brain somewhere. He believes that Jack doesn't remember them, but he also thinks that they've got to be in there and that if he tortures Jack enough that those memories are going to come out. So let's just keep playing this game is essentially what Ball's saying. Yeah. Because I like this. I'm having fun (laughs) torturing you. And also I'm pretty sure that even though you don't consciously remember that eventually it's going to work because we all know that torture works super well to get accurate information out of people. Indeed. This has nothing to do with anything except I really liked Ball's uh, coat jacket. Mm. It was really nice looking. Yeah. Yeah. Ball Ball is a striking figure. Supposedly the actor himself was very nice. Unfortunately, he died very tragically, like just a couple of years ago. But despite how terrible his character is, it's supposed to be very nice. So I don't mind thinking that he's an attractive man. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. In the SGC, the team has reported their guess to General Hammond (laughs) and Thorin. Why is Thorin still there if they got the mission reports? Are they not letting him go? Did he decide to stay I don't anyway? know. Maybe he wants to see if they can actually do something with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thorin thinks that Sam's theory is based on nothing more than intuition, which Sam agrees with. But <laughs> she says it's still reasoned and that she knows this is where Jack is. Tilk and Jonas agree. Thorin's like, it doesn't matter. We're not going to be able to get to him. Because this is some very well-guarded hidden fortress of balls that even an army could not get into. Hidden fortress of balls? Like a giant ball pit? That'd be amazing. I want a giant fortress of ball pit. Yes. Oh, you meant B-A-A-L with the apostrophe. What if you have a ball pit where ball's face is on every ball in the ball pit? (laughs) That would be very weird. But I'll take it. Okay. (laughs) Also, I want the weird gravity force changing things in there. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, because Jack isn't there to tell Hammond what to do, Hammond says he agrees with (laughs) Thorin and that there's no way they'd be able to penetrate this fortress at all, basically. Right. So they're not going to do anything at this point. Yeah. Best course of action is always inaction, Indeed. in my experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just cross your fingers. Yep. Back in Jack's cell, he's sitting on the floor, 
waiting for the room orientation to change. That's that scene. I was literally falling asleep at this point. Aww. I wrote in my notes to remind myself that I was oh, no. that bored that I was literally falling asleep as I was watching this. <laughs> then we're in Teal's quarters. He's meditating. He's got his millions of candles. His eyes are closed and they suddenly snap open. He immediately goes to Hammond's office and says he's been meditating on the possibility of rescuing Jack. He's got an idea. Hammond has been going over the plans for the outpost and he really doesn't see any chance whatsoever of getting in there or being able to save Jack or attack it successfully. And Tilk says he agrees they would need a mothership in order to do that. And they might not have a mothership, but there are many system lords that do. And there are probably a lot of system lords out there that would love to attack this place if they knew where it was. Oh. Mm. Bell continues to torture Jack. Continues to ask questions that Jack says he doesn't know the answer to. Why are you stealing a slave? Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Jack, though, is basically getting to his wit's end here because he actually at this point is like, when are you going to end this? And Ball's like, if you tell me what I want to know, I will. Jack says Daniel's name, calling out to Daniel. Ball tells him his mind is beginning to fail and it's time to go back in the sarcophagus. And next time, I'm going to make this even worse. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Yep. Ball's the best. Right? Back at the SGC. Everybody is gathered again. Counselor Thorin is threatening to end (laughs) diplomatic relations because he's an ass. Indeed. Yeah. Sam wants to know exactly what reasoning he's using for that. And Hammond says it's among other things that he's not going to mention conveniently. Precisely the reason they've been reluctant to share intelligence. Okay, that's quite a non-answer, but whatever. (laughs) But he points out that the Tok'ra actually still kind of need their relationship with the Earth, so Thorin is full of shit when he's counting, when he's discussing ending diplomatic relationships, because they can't, because they're really in trouble since they've lost so many people. Somehow they got a message out to Lord Yu. I kind of wish they said more about that. (laughs) Yeah, they keep open lines of communication with all of the system lords. (laughs) Right, because Hammond suddenly asks, do we expect any response from Lord Yu? And Sam says no, because they are pretty sure they received the plans for how to get to Ball's outpost. But they would not, you would not get back to them on it, even if he had. So again, I was wondering how did... Do they have a Tok'ra operative in there they were able to get in touch with, despite Thorin saying that they were cutting ties? Or maybe, I mean, there was that emails one or... time that you was on base. Maybe <laughs> they left it open like, hey, we could talk. Yeah, I don't see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's all weird. Yeah, whatever. They sent the plans to you. They haven't heard anything back. So they're kind of just waiting to see what happens at this point. (laughs) In Jack's cell, Daniel is back. Have fun with this long, boring scene. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Jack's like, you were gone. And Daniel's like, I'm really sorry. I promise I'm not going to leave you again. Not until it's over. Jack is very defeated at this point. He's like, it'll never be over. You have to end this. Get me out of here. Kill me. Whatever. I just can't do this anymore. Basically, and he yeah, threatens pretty to. Terrible. Yeah, he threatens to tell Ball what he knows. 
it's not really so much threatening to, but just saying <laughs> he doesn't of, think yeah. he can he can't, not. He, can't, he thinks yeah. he's going to cave. Yes. He's not being like, if you don't help me, I'm for sure going to go and do it. Yeah, what he's going to tell Ball if he goes back in there is that Kanan loved this slave. He came back and wanted to save her and he's going to torture her if he finds out about this. Daniel, though, tells Jack, don't worry, it's almost over and that he was off visiting. He doesn't say he went visiting, but he was off visiting and listening in on what's going on in the SGC and that... SG three quarters has come up with a good idea. He doesn't tell Jack what they come up with, but it's happening right now because we he, see lights flickering and we hear an explosion. Daniel tells Jack that he's got a fighting chance now and Yay. that's all he ever wanted. So then we hear more oh, you attacks. <laughs> And the room spins back to the wall being the ground, so Jack can just get out of there. That's super convenient, and there's no good explanation for why that suddenly happened. No. I guess that if it lost power, it would do that. Yeah. But it didn't seem to have lost power, because they've still got like light and everything. No. Yeah. But yeah. however that happened, the gravity shifted, and Jack gets out of the cell. He viciously... Goes after a Jaffa in the hallway. It was yep. intense. Yes. He gets the Jaffa's Zat gun after beating the shit out of him and then finds the Lotar in her cell and he basically drags her out of there on yes. his escape. Yes. Probably also worth mentioning at one point, Jack asked Daniel, What did he do? And Daniel says, I didn't do anything, but Sam and Tilk and Jonas had some good ideas. He would seem to be kind of implying that he gave them their inspiration. And that was as yeah. the best he could do to stretch the rules of not being able to do anything was to give them yeah. ideas. But he left it ambiguous enough yeah. that he didn't directly do anything. Exactly. I yeah. thought that was an interesting addition to the conversation. Yeah. Though. Yes. The next thing we know, Jack is waiting up. It's bright again. I think we're supposed to think initially that it's the sarcophagus, but it is, in fact, the infirmary in the SGC. Whoo! Jack is hooked up to some stuff because he's not doing so great. He's probably going to have some withdrawal symptoms from the sarcophagus, but otherwise, Frazier thinks that he's going to be fine. Everybody is standing around his bed talking about him while Jack is still kind of out of it. Jack wakes up and tells them he's trying to sleep. So SG three quarters is all like, oh, it's great to have you back. We're glad you're okay. Jack tells them it was a good idea that Sam had there, but she says it was a full group effort. They all contributed to the plan. They go to leave so that Jack can sleep. And then Daniel's there saying that he seems to always be saying goodbye to Jack. Which I thought was kind of weird. (laughs) A weird statement. But Jack agrees with him anyway. Jack asks him to stick around for a while, but Daniel says that he can't. But maybe come back on Christmas, Jack asks. And Daniel says no. Or about Groundhog Day, Daniel still says no. (laughs) Daniel promises Jack he's going to be okay. They're both going to be okay. And then suddenly Sam's back with a glass of water. And so Daniel is gone. Why wouldn't he let her see him? Uh, Daniel reasons. Yeah. I guess. 
And that's pretty much the end of the episode, though. Yeah. <laughs> episode over. Episode over. Yeah. Kathy, did you like the episode? I did. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it was because I was doing some, like, extra listening of, like, the commentary and stuff, but mm-hmm. I just found the whole way they put the episode together really interesting and it made me think nice. and then I was thinking about I, like I know it was a lot of dialogue it was a lot of just back and <laughs> forth between Daniel and Jack but I thought it was a good interaction between mm-hmm. them and the torture scenes with Ball were really upsetting which yeah. is not a thing I like per se but they were it was just so well done effective and yeah emotion causing yeah so I and I kind of like Never see Jack down like this. Right. And that was interesting to me, too. Like, And is this going to have repercussions going forward? Who knows? I doubt it. Probably not. <laughs> it's Stargate. But, yeah, you know, some deep shit he just went through. Right. Um. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just thought it was a decent episode. Good interactions. I liked SG three quarters working together. I like that they're all done with the Tok'ra, basically. They're like, fuck you guys. <laughs> Because they really are infuriating. And, yeah, they, yeah. they kind of are. They were kind of likable earlier on when Bartouf was still around, or yeah. Bartouf was still around, like you said, but they've kind of gotten worse. Yeah. And I like Jacob Carter, but yeah, he's one guy. Yeah. Or, you know, two guys, I guess. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> one plus guys. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I just, I generally liked it. How about, I feel like you might have a different opinion. How <laughs> did, did not- you feel? I did not like the episode. I was very bored. I thought the episode was very tedious. I was tired when I was watching it, so that didn't help. And as I mentioned before, I was literally falling asleep in the middle of it because it was just so much talking. I didn't really like the whole Daniel learning to ascend storyline, and I just felt like it was just replaying that whole thing. It was infuriating to me that Daniel as I said before, had all these powers but can't even use them. It's like, why? what is even the point of having all those powers if you're not allowed to use them? What is the benefit of it? And I found that to be really irritating. I thought it was super depressing to see Jack so defeated and just wanting to die um, was pretty terrible because Jack is generally optimistic in most of the episodes that we've seen despite all of the shit that he's been through he's still a generally optimistic person refusing to give up as they point out here and never leaving people behind so to see him that defeated i did not like either and it does make me wonder like he's been through some serious trauma now are there going to be repercussions and i'm guessing probably not (laughs) even though he's for sure got like some severe ptsd happening and depression that need to be dealt with now but i'm guessing they're just never gonna address that again and i don't remember for sure whether or not they do yeah who knows yeah 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 so what's next next season six episode eight the other guys two bumbling scientists aren't we on seven oh yes season six (laughs) episode seven shadow play Quinn is conflicted when an old professor from his home planet asks SG-1 to help stage a coup against the Kelonan government in order to stop a civil war. Should SG-1 allow the planet to destroy itself? Or are they placing themselves in needless needless danger? I know how to read. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Alternatively, thetvdb.com says Jonas's... Jonas... 
Jonas apostrophe people ask Earth for military aid and an impending war with their rival nations. But his former mentor offers another solution, a resistance <gasps> movement, ready for a coup. Interesting. Hmm. 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 Sorry, I'm just thinking about this. I'm just, because I, I can't remember how it goes. And I'm just thinking about it in the context of the Odo episode. That's what I'm calling it now. Um, <laughs> the one where Rene Aubergeonois yeah. is in it. Yeah. Because <laughs> they they're, they don't want to help other people destroy other people right. on other worlds. But we'll no. see. They yeah. sure don't. Yeah. Especially because it doesn't necessarily sound like Jonas's people are necessarily the good guys. Yeah. We don't really know enough. I mean, Jonas is obviously great, but indeed, it doesn't mean everyone else is great in his country. (laughs) You'll find out. Yes. In the meantime, anything else we want to talk about? (laughs) Mm, I got nothing. Oh, we could talk about puppies. I do like puppies. I do like puppies, too. Puppies are great. And they're cute and they're fuzzy. You should get a puppy. I keep running back and forth. I I am back on, like, getting a puppy and a kitten and them being mm-hmm. best friends. Do it. it, it yeah. We'll, Do it. We're going to hold off on that. But, yeah. I mean, check yeah. the breed. Don't get a chihuahua because it will want to eat the kitten instead. Yeah. I mean, I love chihuahuas. Coconut's a chihuahua. She is fantastic. But <laughs> if you want them to be best friends, that's not the route to go. Yeah. I think I'm still leaning more Shih Tzu or Maltese. Yeah. That kind of, like, tiny, tiny dog with yeah. a... That, you know, me, the cat could even be bigger than some of those dogs. And maybe yeah, that'll potato, help the cat. <laughs> potato and coconut were just about the same size. But because potato was kind of skinny, she was, she did weigh a little bit less than coconut does. Aww. She weighed about half as much as coconut. But like <laughs> size wise, they were pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a cat that's not going to run away from the dog either. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Which is what coconut, or which is what potato always did. Yeah. And then coconut was like, ooh, prey running away from me. I will chase yeah. it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway. One day. Yeah. Until then, thank you everyone for listening. Please subscribe and follow us on social medias as well if you would like. We are there available on the Instagram at Stargazing and Mastodon at Stargazing at Mastodon.world. We also would appreciate if you told all your friends and family about this podcast so they could all listen too. Then you'd have something fun to talk about on your holiday <laughs> mealtimes. Yay. You'd be like, that Kathy and Mary, they're really something, huh? Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're fun. You yeah. Like listening to them. Yeah. They're good people. <laughs> if you would like to get in touch with us, you can reach us at stargatesing at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, which is stargatesing.space. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail. It seems like it'd be a fun thing to hear. I've heard one on occasion. I'd like to hear more. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> also, I like messages that are not just spam people yes. trying to trying to educate me on how to sell more things through our website, which is not a thing mm. we do. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. we will have a shop, but I am so swamped with work right now that I have not gotten around to finalizing that. I did get our new logo, though. That was a couple months. <laughs> it's been a couple months that I got a... a more professionalized version of our logo that will be appropriate for merchandise but then i got swamped at work and have not done anything with it but it's coming it's coming yeah and i don't know what i'm doing so (laughs) (laughs) is that all the things i think so i think it's all the things yeah uh i'm kathy i'm mary and you've been listening to stargazing the end the end 
balls, 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 bal